Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm joined by sex educator, author, and longtime friend, Dr. Sadie Allison. We cover all your sex and relationship questions, and we're going deep because what else would two sex experts do? Topics include discovering the ins and outs of backdoor play and the fine line between pleasure and pain, why slow, sensual sex is so arousing, grounded advice for answering your children's sex questions, our number one tip for clitoral foreplay, and how to work with your body to welcome more orgasms into your life. All this and more. Thanks for listening. If you've been listening to the podcast, it should come as no surprise that women typically take longer to orgasm than men. This, my friends, is called the orgasm gap. And now there's something you can do about it. There's a topical treatment. It's called Promescent, and it enhances men's ability to last longer. No pills, no prescription, and no questionable claims. Developed by urologists, Promescent isn't your typical delay spray. Instead of simply relying on chemicals that numb everything, it leaves you with plenty of sensation. Enhancing your experience is easy. You just apply it to the underside of the penis before sex. And unlike other products, once Promescent is absorbed, it won't transfer to your partner. It's FDA compliant and clinically proven to help men last up to 64% longer. So give Promescent a try. To learn more or order yours, just go to sexwithemily.com slash enhance. That's sexwithemily.com slash E-N-H-A-N-C-E today. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. The women know about shrinkage. Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. But you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. You can check out our website, our amazing blogs, and all of our sex and relationship advice. And follow me on social media because I love seeing you there and hearing from you. And we just did 14 videos leading up to Valentine's Day that you could actually use any time of year. And I think you will. You guys have really enjoyed those. So it's all at Sex with Emily on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and Twitter. So please follow me there because it's a good time. Oh, one more thing I want to mention to you guys is it really helps when you guys review the show. And I know you guys listen to it and you enjoy the show and you're already there on your phone. So whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, if you would just review us and go in there, um, we read them all. I love getting your feedback. We so appreciate when you take like two seconds out of your day to do this. Okay, I hope you enjoyed today's show with Dr. Sadie Allison. She's amazing. We met way back when I first started and it's going to be a great show. So thanks for listening. I'm excited to welcome my guest, Dr. Sadie Allison. She is America's pleasure coach, a sexologist, a sex educator, a dear friend of mine, and she's the founder of TickleKitty.com, a website and a pleasure boutique, and she's the author of some of my favorite sex books. I've talked about them on the show, and I'm just so glad that you're here again. You've been on the show, I think it's my third or fourth time. Yeah, you were on the show in like 2006, early on, and then like a few years ago, and she wrote the infamous Tickle His Pickle, Your Hands-On Guide to Penis Pleasing. And I always cite this book because I love all the different, I mean, there's like, who knew there was like 50 ways to to touch the (laughs) penis, right? And it really gets into it. And her new book is The Mystery of the Undercover Clitoris. And she has two other books, Tickle Your Fancy, Tickle My Tush. And they're so, I love that they're so digestible and easy to read and they're great gifts. And I don't think any man should exist without reading the new one, under all of them actually, <laughs> Undercover Clitoris. So welcome to the show, Sadie. It's Thank so you. good to see you. I'm so happy to be here again. I know, it's fun. And, and she's also at Dr. Sadie Allison, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and at Tickle Kitty. What is going on with you? I am Tell just... Tell me everything. Gosh. <laughs> oh, no. Um, we've been on the our national tour um, for Valentine's Day, just spreading the love, spreading the knowledge, encouraging people to actually let go of all the pressure that people have around Valentine's Day, the expensive dinners, the flowers, the chocolates, let all the traditional stuff go and get authentic and get into the mindset of of what your lover might really want. And sometimes it doesn't even cost any money. Exactly. I, I love this. So now that Valentine's Day has passed though, and I thank you for stopping by on your tour, what are some things from that, from what you've been talking about lately that got you excited on the tour that, you know, Valentine's Day passed, but what, what could mm-hmm. they learn from that? Cause I think well, stress-free talking about sex and 
Right. You know, like we all say, you know, it's the day of love and every day should be like Valentine's Day. But really, that's unrealistic to say that we're going to have great sex every day. But I always suggest for women, especially because so many grow up with a lot of shame and guilt and negative sexual messaging, unfortunately, to just like use this time to just let that go, create a a new space for yourself and say, you know what, I'm going to open up. I'm going to have an open mind. I'm going to try some new things because I hear that all the time from guys. They're like, you know, I wish my woman would just open up and let me do this to her or let me go down on her, whatever it might be. And so like, instead of going out for an expensive dinner, I'm talking about just changing your love life around. And I have some tips uh, on my blog. It's the um, New Year's Resolution Program. Oh, tell me. And so people say, well, what what is that? And it's like, well, instead of making your New Year's resolutions like we do, you know, December 31st, take this time in February to say, you know what, I'm going to make some resolutions that in the next 12 months, I'm going to make these kind of changes and turn my love life around. And one of the things that's easy to do that's not even in the bedroom is focusing on your health Mm -hmm. because you've got your mental health, but they're also physically. So if you're not feeling good in your body, it's easy to not want to take off your clothes and feel good in the bedroom. Right. Right. So easy enough. Start walking. Do something that makes sense in your life to make you feel better. Right. Um, Eating is another big thing. And again, this isn't even sexual, but just taking care of you and your spirit and your soul. That's going to help you open up in the bedroom. too. Right. Right. It's so not because when people do, you know, we heard those questions all the time that why won't my partner do this or that? You know, that's most of the questions are around like, how do I get my partner to do blank or why can't this happen? Or, you know, and a lot of it does go back to, um, like you were saying, we have so much trauma and so much Mm -hmm. shame around sex. And I'm wondering since we've been, you know, you and I both been doing this a while, a long time. And so do you feel that that's changing at all? The the sense of that where people are more open to, to hearing about it or what do you still you know, see the challenges are around that. Yeah, I feel that in today's world, it's it's lovely to see. I think women are coming through now. Like, they're much more empowered. And this is when the internet came about, and everyone was able to actually talk to each other and find out, hey, I'm not the only one, or she's doing that, I want to do that too. So women are much more empowered in today's world, and especially our millennials, because they have so much information that we didn't have growing up, right. you know, and in the palm of their hands. So people are open to sex toys now. Guys are open, more open to sex toys. Thank God. Yeah, and, and you know, I even tell men, you know, they ask me all the time, how do I get my girlfriend or my wife to have more sex with me? And I say, well, let's take a step back and let's talk about being a generous lover. That's one of my quotes I love, be a generous mm-hmm. lover. And I say, what are you doing with her in the bedroom? Are you focusing on her pleasure to where she's even going to want to have sex with you? Are you really focusing on her pleasure? So I recommend all guys to have one-way pleasure sessions. So take 20 minutes where you take turns. And so it's not about you or your penis, mm-hmm. he's going to be happy by the end of the evening, right. right? So focus on your girl and what she needs. Take your time, because when you do that and you're able to please her, that's when you get it back tenfold. Exactly. And I mean, it's such good advice because I think that guys just don't realize that, I mean, it, yes, it's we're talking about foreplay and warming, you know, the way that we all get aroused differently, but also it's just... The women are not incentivized, if you will. Like, why? Like, <laughs> right. like, 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 why would I want to have sex with you? I don't have orgasms all the time. You walk in with your erection and ready to go, and I'm exactly. sitting here doing a million other things. So I love that. So yeah. like, and then and then it takes their pressure off, like because a lot of women too were pleasers. Mm-hmm. So so sometimes without speaking of this specific time, which I love that idea, a woman might be thinking, yeah, he's going down to me, but he's going to want a blowjob next. So her mind can't get into even Mm -hmm. receiving pleasure. Right. And the one thing guys really need to understand is like we talk about foreplay and 20 minutes is great to get warmed up, but we really, we love foreplay. It feels great, but we have to have it because like you were saying, the wind blows, you're ready to go. Guys, you know, they're programmed from a primal standpoint to procreate and have sex. They're ready. We need to be warmed up just to even match where you guys are starting. Right. And that's why there's so much of a mismatch in there because when he's finished, she's just getting to a point where she's like, okay, I'm now I'm warmed up, I'm ready, and he's already fallen asleep. Exactly. So if you get her warmed up for 20 minutes so she's got blood flow to her genitals, she's getting excited, give her an orgasm or two before you even go for the gold. Right, exactly. <laughs> Call it the gold. Right. Um, then you guys can be on the same page. Yeah, she comes first. You know, yeah. like For, I think like, like, like Ian Kerner's book, but your book I love because this undercover clitoris, I just thumbed <laughs> through it, if you will. And oh, yeah, I that's just, a technique. I really, you know, what I love, it is a technique. <laughs> but what I love about this is that if guys are sitting there going, well, 20 minutes, what am I going to do? Like this is to give such great 
very specific tips, lovely pictures of the vulva and finger movements. Um, It is a lovely place. Yeah. So I think once you get in there, you know, what about guys who are like, uh, 20 minutes, we don't have it. We have kids. We're super busy. How do you have 20 minutes every time? I mean, a quickie's okay sometimes, but but we need to make the time. Yeah. You got to make the time. It's that important. It's her pleasure. And if you really want to please your lady, you, you have to do it. So the question you just mentioned, I get that a lot about men, but what about the women who are like, I have a low libido. I'm never in the mood for sex. What do I do to even get in the mood? And a lot of times I think it's not even that you have a low libido. You just don't understand arousal, desire, and really how to get Mm. yourself turned on. Because sometimes women who are just out of the game where they're not thinking about sex, they're not masturbating, they're not touching, they're not even on top of mind, and then sex comes along, like, what? So what do you recommend to women to be more embodied? Right. I think both people have to take responsibility for that. Like you were saying, she owes it to herself to do some of it, whether it be wearing a new pair of sexy panties that morning or masturbating and kind of getting yourself in the mood, um, taking long showers and playing music that you like and doing things like that that make you feel sexy. And then also guys still need to understand that she needs a little help and he's got to take her time like we were just talking. So really for people to come together, it's understanding each other and communicating. You know, as I think you've said this Mm -hmm. too, communication is lubrication. Yes, yes, it is. And women, you know, our biggest sex organs are our brains. And so if men can understand that, and it's just the little things. Like for example, if he got up one morning and got the kids off to school for her, Right. Or went down to the corner and got her her favorite cup of coffee and brought that back. Those little things that a man can do, right. that's going to get her juices flowing it, more than you realize. Exactly. They don't understand it, right? I mean, that's that's all so true. The little <laughs> things and communicate about it. What do you think it is, though, by couples, as much as I've been saying this and you've been saying this for years, why do you think it's so goddamn hard for couples to even talk about sex? People weren't role modeled. When you think about like baby boomers and having parents that came from generations where we may have grown up seeing, not seeing our parents communicate at all, that gets Ever. passed down, mm-hmm. right? So someone's gotta be the champion in the relationship and make, make that happen. And I even suggest for guys, like when it comes to oral sex or touching a clitoris like I have in the Undercover Clitoris book, open up the, the dialogue for her. Because women, we can be really shy, intimidated, don't want to hurt his feelings, right. all those things. So if you're touching her clitoris and, and you were proactive and said, honey, how, how does that feel? Do you want me to go slower, faster, to the left, to the right? And give her easy yes, no questions. Right. Right. Because right. if you say, how does it feel? Right. She might just say, fine. Good, right, fine. It's yeah, great. It's I'm good. a pleaser. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. fake orgasm. Nah. No. Right. So really care about her pleasure and make it easy for her because, you know, you, she, you can help her. And we look to our partners to, to help us feel safe and comfortable. So I encourage guys to kind of put yourself in her shoes and make her feel comfortable, make it easy for her to open up. Yeah. So true. Sadie, what do you think has changed in the last, let's say, 15 years with sex? Well, gosh. we've been in it. So yeah. what do you feel? Um, people opening sex up. Relationships more uh, but, so. but now there's so many like subsets. You know, there's the pansexual and the asexual and the gender fluid. And right. like it's so, it's almost too overwhelming. Like even our teenage daughter comes home from school and feels like she needs to identify with one and like say that she's something because of the peer right. pressure at school. Yes. Even though, you know, she came home one day and she said, you know, I, th- I think I'm pansexual. And I said, well, actually, you're, you're, you're nothing sexual right now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you're a non-sexual. <laughs> you will be a non-sexual. You are she's, non-sexual. She's 13. She, yeah, she's, okay. well, she's 14, okay. almost 15. And, and it's, it's cool, though, because, you know, the kids are so open and they've got so much more knowledge and they can, for the ones that do want to identify, know where they are. That's great, you know, and they can bond with others. But I think because sexuality and the Internet and everything's so, you know, polyamory, it's so yeah. big now. Right. And I think it can be f- confusing for, for the younger kids. I'm so good. Yeah, absolutely. But when did you start talking about it? How did you what have you found that's useful? Well, as early as they start asking questions which is, you know, six or seven, you know, they're hearing stuff at school or they're seeing stuff. And, you know, the average age that a kid sees porn now is 11, mm-hmm. whether it's on their phone or one of their friend's devices. So I'm having conversations with them as soon as I'm learning that things are coming up and they're asking good questions too. And like, what are they asking? Like, tell me um, what surprised you. Gosh, well, well, this is, this one's more mm-hmm. silly, but my 11 year old said, mommy, what's, what's a slut? And I said, well, that's kind of a, a girl that sleeps around with a lot of guys. She goes, well, isn't that a hoe? And I'm like, well, actually, yes. They're, they're kind of the same thing. Right. Did um, you get into like slut shaming and how like slut? 
it's not even really like, I don't know, a thing. But I get yeah. it. So that, but, that's but, a thing. Yeah. But what I do is whenever they ask a question like that, and it usually has a negative connotation, that kind right, of thing, of I always give them the other perspective because they're going to continue learning things and hearing things from their friends. So I always want to interject so they have a good perspective that a whole different way to see it. So she talked, she asked me about the slut thing. And I said, and actually, Sienna, that that's something that women do, but it's not always a bad thing like it might seem at school. It's okay to embrace your sexuality, and as long as you're having protected, safe sex, then it then it can be fine for people. It doesn't have to be a negative thing. So right. I, I kind of always do the other spin so they have all the information. Right. That's, and then she'll decide what she's going to do, but I want to make sure that she has that information. Yeah, what about masturbation? I know, You know we still don't teach pleasure in schools, and we don't talk about mm-hmm. it. Do you, do you talk to her about masturbation, or do you? Oh, yeah. She she talked to me about <laughs> masturbation. <laughs> she did? Yeah, oh, yeah. So she's she started when she was seven or eight, and I'll let everyone know that it's normal for young kids to masturbate. They don't, don't shame them or blame them. Not at all. Because they then they'll be calling into the show in 10 years, 15 years, right? <laughs> right? Okay. They don't know that it's sexual. They just know that it feels good. So I say, honey, I saw her on the, the living room couch doing it. I'm like, oh, okay, it's time to have the talk. <laughs> right. So I walk in there and I explain, you know, that's, you know, what you were just doing. I know that feels good. Mommy has that spot too. And I do it as well. But I want you to know that it's something that's very private. So you only want to do that in your bedroom when we're when you're at home, never anywhere else. And I also say, if anyone ever talks to you about that or asks you about that or wants to do that for you, especially a grown-up, you need to tell mommy right away because that's inappropriate. So I want to let them know just that, you know, there's other that's things out there to really it. understand. Even though she, you know, and I reiterate that every year because I want her to understand that it's okay, it's safe, and no one else should be involved. You know what I love about that, Sadie, is that I feel like people of our generation were like, oh, yeah, my parents had the sex talk, and it was a talk, and it was once, maybe, and the parents think they have it covered. But you're like, it's ongoing. If you do say it every day, every Absolutely. year, every month, that's how we learn, Absolutely. too. Absolutely, and the rule of thumb is you give age-appropriate responses. Right. And each year is gonna get deeper and more information. So my eldest daughter, uh, I learned that she had seen some anal sex on some porn on someone's phone. And so I knew right then and there, as soon as I got that information, that I wanted to, again, give her the other perspective on what that really is. So I explained what adult entertainment is, and that that is a good thing too, but it's for grown-ups, and it's for a certain thing. Mm -hmm. And then I also went on to explain that that is another erogenous zone, and that's something that grown-ups do. And there's a lot of things you would need to know that are precautions on how to how to do that, and we can talk about that later. But I kind of respond to whatever I'm learning, she's learning, and which is why you have to have conversations to pry it out of them too, because right. they don't always give it up. No, that's so true. That's mm-hmm. really good way to think about it. You got to ask the questions, right? Yeah. It's really disservicing your kids if you're not asking those questions, because if you don't tell them, they're going to learn it from their friends or porn. What do you think is the most misunderstood thing about the clitoris, or what do you think people really could get from this that they don't know? Well, it's really just going slow and gentle. You know, here's an analogy. You know, a lot of guys, they're heavy-handed. They might be used to touching themselves, which can be a lot firmer, stronger, and faster than what a clitoris wants. And if they're not communicating with their lovers or she's too you know, shy to be telling him, you're kind of missing it every time. Mm-hmm. You know, A lot of girls that tell me that they don't like oral sex, for example. Yeah, let's talk about those girls. I'm really surprised. <laughs> but I know some of them say, well, he just doesn't do it right. And I keep trying to tell him he doesn't. So I just tell him I don't like it and don't bother. Right. But really, he's not doing it right. So that's why I wrote The Mystery of the Undercover Clitoris to give guys all the real inside scoop that she's not telling you. Right. And here's, here's a good analogy. Yeah. When you go to touch a clitoris, you want to start so soft. So guys, if you had an eyelash stuck in your eyeball and you went to go and rub it out, how gently would you be touching your eyeball? Mm. Pretty darn soft. Yeah. Every time I tell that to a guy, they're like, oh, like that? And I'm yeah. like, yes, yeah. like that. Right. That's a great way to say it. I always say go five <laughs> times slower. That is a great that's analogy. Too. No, that's awesome because it's like, so go slow and... Um, and then communicate from there. Some women will like it faster and harder, of course, but start there. It's a, it's a sure way to start. To go slow. Okay. Yeah. So what about the penis book? So what's... And this came out. <laughs> Let's talk about some things about the penis that are misunderstood in here because I learned a lot from this. Thank I think you. everyone can. Hand job extras, like literally 35 ways to give a hand job. And, and more. Job. No, like, right, that's just one page. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> there's just one yeah. page of hand tips. I use the, I can try to remember the twister <laughs> names. I read this on the show. I read this on the show sometimes, but it's been a while. That's awesome. I tell people to read it in their best English accent out loud. 
Why don't you try that? Can you do that? Oh, God. What's your, pick a European accent. I don't have a great, uh, <laughs> Anyway, up. people at home okay, can do I that. Can't. Makes it fun. Just a few more pointers. We'll talk a good, good hand job <laughs> into a virtuoso performance. A sensitive guy, just like you, may be ultra sensitive to direct clitoral stimulation. He might squirm <laughs> from overstimulation of his head. See how he reacts. Squirm. Uncircumcised. So tell me what, um, what, what don't we still... <laughs> Thank you. Nice. Thank you. you could be an actress. Foreskin, how to's. Two, oh, this is it. Okay. This is the two handed hand jobs, the double twister. Mm. Same as the twister, which is above. But use both hands. Now twist together in one direction, then back again. Just glide smoothly over the skin. <laughs> but I just, the cigar roller, and they work. They do work. Like, I remember, this was years ago, when I read, I think it was that, Articulous Fancy. I read something one of your books, and I probably told you this. It was like 2004. It was before we met. And I gave a guy I had been dating like a year a blowjob. And I think, I'm, I like to fancy myself that I'm pretty good. And I did something that I just read in here. And he's like, uh, and he was like amazing. He's like, whoa, whoa, what'd you just do? And I can't remember what it was at this moment. Oh. I know, dude, I shouldn't remember. But like, <laughs> Both, at least things? you know what's in there. It's in the book. But what I'm saying is it was like something very, ba- maybe it was like the hand, like the perineum it's or probably, the finger. Yep. It was something that I hadn't done. It could have been like. I might have put my fingers on his perineum and he was like, whoa, I don't think I'd ever known to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because men's prostate glands are right in the middle above where the taint is, the perineum. So just just to reiterate where that is, it's the this, this <laughs> landscape between the base of his balls and the butthole. Right, taint same the butt, taint the balls. Exactly, same for women. Is there's that little landscape, mm-hmm. same thing. So if you're giving a blowjob and you use your other hand because your other hand is stroking as well so you use the free hand <laughs> to push up and you put you want to put a good amount of pressure more than you might think like a few fingers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. push up and that way you're putting pressure on more more stimulation for him while you're giving the blow job and here's a lot of women that don't learn how to give them because we don't get taught in school how to give no. and receive pleasure no i mean it's one thing to give but also to feel comfortable receiving right so that's why i even wrote the books is you know step-by-step guides really easy to read bullet points lots of drawings but the one thing that a lot of women don't realize is to use your hands. It right. sounds so simple, but a lot of oh, women think it's all about the blowjob. Exactly, in their mouth and deep-throating, and that's porn. I'm like, no, 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 your yeah. hand is your best friend when it comes to a blowjob. You don't need to do all the deep-throating, and it's only your mouth, and that's mm-hmm. why you're getting tired. Yeah, bring exactly. the hands in. So there's the techniques that are important, but there's also the number one thing men want is enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. They Always. say they'd much rather have a girl giving a blowjob that's into it and trying to please him than a porn star that can finish him off in a minute. Right. Now, how do you describe into it? Because I, I, I have ways of saying it, but I know that you have... Like, how would you describe enthusiasm? Like, what a woman... When she's going, well, I'm into it. How do you describe enthusiasm? Enthusiasm is using all of the things that you can. Okay, so the first of all is your position. So if if he's laying down and you get into a position where he can see the round of your back and your ass, so if you're on your hands and knees, turn yourself sideways and kind of shift yourself so he can see your body. Exactly, visual. Because men are visual, okay? Mm -hmm. The other one is to use a lot of spit and sound Mm -hmm. is great. You know, the sound of sex and sucking and licking and sloppiness, guys like that too. The sound of you moaning, mm-hmm. right? And even pausing to say something sexy. I love how you taste, or oh my God, your cock is so mm-hmm. big. You know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Shall we go on? <laughs> yes, we should. I'm looking at my man over here right now. I know, he's like, yeah, I know. He's it's like, a good tonight, job. baby. <laughs> so, so things like that, eye contact is another one. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to pause. Because if you're like going at it and he's like almost there and you stop, that's edging. Right. Right. Getting exactly. him close. That's a tease. So showing your enthusiasm to do those kind of things that you know can even make it even better for him. Those are such good tips. Okay. What about good tips for Conlingus? For, for some of your for favorite, yeah, for guys. Okay. If they don't really know the landscape. Okay. Well, first of all, you don't want to go just right to the clitoris. Like it can be shocking and surprising. Like, hey, whoa, whoa, hey, like right. glide up the inner thigh with your fingers to yeah. the area. Tease. Yeah. The tease is so important. That could be part of your foreplay. That could be a few minutes off your foreplay yep. if you're trying to look at the clock. <laughs> right. Don't forget to make out. Right. You know, women like that sensuality, the caressing, the sweetness. So if you look into her eyes, kiss her a little bit, and then as your hand is sliding down at the same time while you're French kissing her, that'll get her wet real quick. Yes. The kiss. I'm always like, bring back the I'm kiss. I'm getting horny now. I You're know. asking me all these great questions that I can't usually talk about I on the air. Oh, you can't because you've been doing radio radio. Yeah, yeah doing, here we got yeah. no rules. I have to speak in code all the time. I know, right? It's Touch like, the pleasure button exactly. and um, go around the back door. The and, back door. <laughs> yeah. I know. Anal sex. 
Anal sex, exactly. That's what we do. Like, yeah, how yeah. many other ways can we say anal sex? Back I'm on sex with day. Emily. I could say it. You can say it, baby. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. It's interesting how anal has become such a thing. Like, I feel like when I was growing up, it wasn't really a thing. And now anal is uh, everything. It's, We're going to answer some questions about anal shortly. So, but don't you feel that that's been like kind of the main thing that's been? It is, yeah. And when I was in high school, blowjobs were the big deal. Now, anal sex is like an easy thing to just, well, especially girls wanting to save their virginity. Can it's like no big deal. That is? Yeah. Can we, I mean, it's so wrong for women to like think that that's going to be like a lesser of an evil if they're thinking it's evil to have sex or they're giving something up. I think that women right. start at the front door. We always start the front door anyway. <laughs> the front door. The gold. <laughs> exactly. I've been thinking a lot about and talking a lot about intimacy on the show and like the difference, you know, how so many of us crave intimacy, especially mm-hmm. since we're all so separated, we're attached to our phones and we don't connect. And some people are like, well, we have sex all the time, but I don't feel intimate. How would you define the difference between sex and intimacy? Well, intimacy is when I think you're connected emotionally and mentally with your, with your souls. There's something that, that more than just the in and out and the physical of it. And that's where the kissing and the eye contact taking your time to touch. I mean, people in long-term relationships, they tell me like, you know, we just kind of go at it. He doesn't even touch my boobs anymore. Right. Because we, it's so easy to just kind of like get into these ruts. Right. And so I think date nights are really important. Yeah, date night. Especially Especially if you're busy and you have kids. Even though it can sound corny, it actually can be a really cool thing because if you know Friday night is the night, Yeah. you're going to have pep in your step all week. You might be like brushing up on some stuff. Maybe you'll work out a little bit. Women, I say, go out and get a new pair of panties or right, something like that. that makes you feel good. It makes you feel sexy. Right. Absolutely. And then he can stop hounding you all week and know that it's going to be Friday. Right. For, Especially for with the, the busy mismatch. Moms. Like, right. When they're not wanting right. to at the same time. And then she feels like she's rejecting him. And then he feels, re- yeah, the whole thing. Like that's I love the date night idea. At first, when I heard about scheduled sex early on, I was like, no, that sounds so not sexy. So do you feel like you're still learning stuff? Like what's, has anything surprised you lately? Or if not, if you don't answer for that, how has your life changed the last 15 years you've been doing this, that you've been in this industry? You know, it's so interesting to see, like I I deal with a lot of products and nowadays with what's available, everyone's, there's the, there's the thrill seekers, right? And you know, whether it be Viagra and like just going on light and on just for fun. I even encourage that. I've done that before. You've tried Viagra? Um, I haven't tried that. There is a Viagra for women now. I haven't done that. Does it work? I'm not sure. I haven't talked to anybody. I don't know. I know, you know, like you can create blood flow, but you still have to have everything else. True. But for men to take Cialis or Viagra, it could be a lot of fun to like make your date night because for men that either have erection issues or poop out early (laughs) when she's just getting started, you can go all night long. Right. But if they don't really need it, would you say that recreationally? Like, it's yeah, a, yeah, it's fun. Why not? Why not have the drug? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I John and I've done it before, <laughs> and he he's like, I am man, <laughs> and he's like, Wow, look at me! Right. So right. Viagra came about. It's just fun for for the thrill of it. Right. What about totally. to- what about toys? What's your favorite thing right now so, that you've been using? So they've changed a lot. Well, since not we started that I've to. been using, but the the Eastim stuff is really interesting. Oh, I got some of their. T- tell me about that electric stimulation. Yeah. Yeah. So. They've got these wands, and it's got like the blue light that goes yeah. through it. And thankfully, you can have it on low. Right. But there's all kinds of different attachments, and there's like these little taser sticks that are out there right. now. That just like the type of stimulation that people are enjoying. It's like to each their own. Right. For me, I, I don't know. It scares me. Right. Um, but to others, are like, yeah, you know, I have an employee, and, and I give her free toys and things. Right. And the one thing that she finally bought with her own money was an e-stim kit. <laughs> Oh, you're like, never would have known that. I was like, oh, this yeah. is where you'll actually spend some dough. Yeah, okay. exactly. I got it. Interesting. I mean, and what do you say to people who still think, because I, I feel like it's gotten better over the years that we've been doing this, but for they're like, oh, I want to try a toy, but I'm afraid, or, you know, my partner's going to judge me, or I don't even know how to start the conversation. So how would you cover both of those? First of all, there are men who are still threatened by toys, that whole yeah. conundrum. One of the easiest things to do is to get a vibrating cock ring. Something that you use together at the same time. Right. That way it's even, it takes the pressure off of her that it's just a rabbit or something. And now he gets stimulation that he's never felt before right. because cock rings are great. They're great. They like the men never feel vibrations. And you're like, whoa. They love the vibration. It makes their dicks bigger. Mm-hmm. It makes your erections last longer. And when he comes, it's super explosive because it's got to make it through that tight ring at the right. base. Yeah. So if I were a guy <laughs> and I can enhance my orgasm, shit, why not? Right. They don't realize the potential for enhancing. Orgasm. I love the the Wevi pivot. 
Have you tried it? Stretchy? It's I haven't. I've seen it though. That yeah. looks interesting. Yeah, it's really that's a fun one. It's a fun one to play with. That's that's where your your penis and the balls go through, right? Yeah. No, that's the um the verge. verge. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but the pivot is just a is a cock ring. But I love it too because it's like a two for it's a clitoral as well. Like mm. I just use it as a clitoral vibrator. So it's a good travel vibe because you could use it either way. Nice. Is what I think. So Sadie, I need you to answer the five questions that we ask every I guest. I need you too, honey. I need you, honey. And then you're gonna I'm gonna <laughs> you're gonna answer some emails um, from listeners. So Great. I love that you're here. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Your biggest turn on. Sensual slow touch. Like if we're just laying there facing each other, each on our sides. And he takes his fingertips and just glides them down the side of my ribs and over my waist and over my hip, real slow, right. just real gentle. Uh, that that I that just got turned me. on by that. That's that true. <laughs> Biggest turn off, going too fast, and also only letting me have one orgasm <laughs> because our <laughs> first is not our last. Right? Exactly. How many? Yeah. I've I did fifteen once in the course of a full evening. Wow. It without, was hard. With the toys, without toys? With a person. Uh-huh. Only a person. I've been self-pleasuring since I was a young girl, <laughs> and I am a pro. Right. Um, and th- <laughs> thankfully, I'm, I can get there quickly. Right. It's different when someone else is giving it to me, of right. course, though. But um, af- after like four or five, you have to really concentrate <laughs> and squeeze your pelvic muscle and really right. push them out. So 15. after a while, it doesn't even feel that good. But right. You have like a one last contraction. Right. No, that happens to me, but I'm usually using the magic <laughs> How many wonder, have the you done? Oh, I mean, using it. I've never done 15 on my own. So my hat goes off to you. Um, <laughs> I, I, like I did write the book. So you, she literally wrote the book. I would say with a, with a, a vibrator or a toy, you know. Forever. I mean, I don't even know. I lose count. Probably 15, 20. Wow. So you're up there. Yeah. No, I can keep going and going and going and going and going. How many? To the point where I'm late for meetings, you know? (laughs) Your your first good big one of a session, how many contractions do you have? When I'm in a session, I would say, well, now I've actually been, I've been learning a lot more about just really breathing into it, expanding Mm -hmm. it and, and actually practicing all that. I would say I would have about two to three mm-hmm. yeah yep. what about you yes. that's that's normal <laughs> yeah. common good good strong yeah. ones five six seven yeah. um <laughs> contractions and can you explain what you've learned about the contractions what, mm-hmm. going, what do you mean i'm just glad that the orgasm happened so, yeah, to me so, so, so let's talk about this this that, is great and this is important because people don't get that right so when a guy comes it's they come out in squirts right then right. we see that we know that and he has the same pelvic muscle that's squeezing and contracting. So when you have an orgasm, it's kind of like the next closest thing that your body can do is a sneeze. You get to that point of no return, and then it's going to happen. You right. can't stop it. And so what happens with your pelvic floor is it's the muscle like gets to that point, and then it just contracts and squeezes. And so for a guy, that's why his cum is coming out in squirts right. because of the muscle squeezing. So for women, the same thing happens. We just don't see it. Right. So when we're talking about contractions, it's the pelvic muscle. You reach that point of no return of your right. orgasm. And then it's releasing and having the orgasm. And it's those that muscle contracting. And you keep, and you keep contracting. You you pump your kegel muscles. Right. Doing it. And right. does it on its own right. for the orgasm. Yeah. And then but, you can kind of keep pumping it and push them out. Exactly. Okay. That's what I've learned. That's why strong kegels are very, very important. Um, okay. We'll get back to uh, <laughs> your questions. <laughs> Sexiest part of your partner's body. I would say, God, he's got great legs. My my man is a swimmer. He's a lifetime swimmer, oh. and he swims out in the San Francisco Bay. Oh wow! With just his little trunks on and oh a cap. God, it's, it's so like cool. in the fifties. Yeah. yeah, it's at the Dolphin Club down yeah. at the Fisherman's Wharf. Oh, I used to live right near that. Oh right. yeah, uh-huh. so it's an old old club. Been there since the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Super cool. So he goes out there and he'll swim for like a half an hour in the freezing water. Oh my God! Um, but it's super healthy for your body. Yeah, it's it, like, so good for him. Yeah, yeah so he's great. got really nice legs. Yeah, I love it. Crazy place you've gotten busy on a golf course in high school I think we went to a kegger and it was we were I lived near a golf course and I remember the next morning I had grass in places that it shouldn't be (laughs) (laughs) I love it okay okay so last question is what's the one thing you wish you could tell your partner about your body's needs which I'm sure you've already done or you can say what's something that a partner has taught you about your body's needs that you didn't know although you're so profesh I mean you've been doing this I was a late bloomer. I wasn't like you, the girl always talking about sex. I went into it, yeah, the, the back end. <laughs> oh, <laughs> double entendre there. No. Um, 
I don't, I don't know. Like I've, I've known my body for so long right. that I don't know that anyone's taught me anything. Yeah, new. I'm sure. Yeah. That's why I knew I'm, you couldn't answer that. Yeah, I love sorry. about you. That's why I and so you know, admire I don't, you. I don't want to make anything up. No, and you never would. You're amazing. Yeah. Dr. Sadie Allison. It's so fun having you here. So stick around. This has been awesome. You can check it out at ticklekitty.com and then we're going to come back and answer emails. So thank Fantastic. you for being here. And thank you everyone for supporting our sponsors. They're awesome. And so are you. We'll be thank right back. You. <laughs> You often ask me about new ways to connect with your partner and keep things super hot. Well, I've got the solution that will add adventure to your sex life in all the right ways. The Jive from WeVibe is the perfect way to experience discreet pleasure that you can wear alone or have a partner control. It's an insertable vibe that allows you to feel pleasure wherever and whenever. And when you pair it with the WeConnect app on your phone, you can cycle through the Jive's 10 vibration patterns. Wear it on your date night or running errands. Hey, there's no rules. It's also fun to build custom vibes so you experience different sensations or hand control over to your partner and let them surprise you whether they're across the table or across the country. And because it's from WeVibe, you know this thing is packing the power. To get your jive, visit sexwithemily.com slash WeVibe. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash WeVibe today. If you've been listening to my show for a while, there are two things you hear me talk about all the time toys and lube. And you also know I always suggest using them together. But what you may not know is that System Joe now has a lube specifically designed for toy use. Joe's H2O jelly clings to the surface of toys longer, so you don't have to worry about reapplying as often. Somehow they've managed to give it that extra staying power without being overly sticky, because who wants that? And since it's water-based, the cleanup is super easy. It's made with toys in mind, but the jellies are also great for couples play. Joe jellies come in three thicknesses, light, original, and maximum, so you can find the one that works the best for you. It's safe to say Joe jellies are my new go-to lube. Check them out today by clicking on the Joe banner on my site. All right, emails. Dr. Sadie, here we go. If you have a question you want me to answer on the show, I will answer it. I will, I will, I will. We love hearing from you. We read all of your emails. It makes us so happy. And if you want to email us, you can text us. Text Ask Emily, all one word, to 797979. Or you can also go through the website, which is really easy. It's sexwithemily.com via the Ask Emily tab. And what's really fun is you can select that you'd like to be called. It says, uh, there's a thing that says, do you want me to call you during a future caller show? If you indicate yes on the form, we will call you. And I'm loving the caller shows because then we can really get into what's going on with you. And I feel like we've healed a lot of relationships, a lot of sex lives that way. So either way, I love hearing from you. Always include information that helps me help you, your gender, your age, where you live, and how you listen to the show. This is from Annalise. 22 Washington State. Hey Emily, I recently tied the knot with my boyfriend of three years. We've known each other for seven years. My husband is great and he's the first guy to make me orgasm. However, I feel that our sex life is getting boring and has become routine. We're both very busy and have hectic work schedules. I really want to spice things up and he's expressed an interest in anal sex. I gave it a try, but I didn't enjoy it. How do I change that? Any tip. So Sadie wrote the book, Tickle My Tush on anal. So I'm going to throw this to her, but yeah, it is very common. First time experiences, not so great. And I love that you have so much information here. So Thank let's talk you. about the first time and what to do. The most How common, better. yeah, the most common reason that it's not enjoyable is because it's not done right. A lot of guys don't realize that it's very different than the vagina. It's a whole different erogenous zone. And there's things that you need to know to do it safely and comfortably. And so if you don't study up on it first, you, you might hurt her. She's not going to want to do it again. And that's very, very common. She closes the back door forever if you right. mess it up once sometimes. So I suggest is take the knowledge part. You take that and take control of that because this is your body. You learn about the right way to do anal sex. And some of the main things are there's got to be lubrication because your anus does not produce any lube like your vagina does. You have to be warmed up. So have sex for a while have some orgasms. Yeah, knock out be, some clitoral orgasms. Yeah, or be, yeah this shouldn't be the, something you do out of the gate. You do kind of at the end of a sex session. Mm -hmm. And make sure you go really slow and communicate and work up to his penis. Right. So start with gentle finger play and move up to that. Right. And if you follow those steps and go slowly, have your body be relaxed and engorged and hot and all of that. And breathe. Yeah, that's... Don't hold your breath. I think that we're so nervous sometimes that we're like, Ugh, and then we are tensing our sphincter muscles and you got to release them and breathe. Right, and you have to relax them so it can go in. And at first, when you're first getting into anal sex and getting used to it, it can be a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. 
But it's kind of also be that hurt so good feeling. Right. Where if you're fully relaxed and you're lubricated, you can actually turn that little bit of that pain into pleasure. I think that they could also, if you want to try it again, you could, you could start with his fingers next time or using a butt plug or something like that. So you just that get used well. to that, that fullness. And you take it upon yourself to learn these things. Get a copy of Tickle My Tush, read up on it. It's real easy to understand. And then you guide him and then you take control of your own pleasure. Mm-hmm. Pleasure. This is Christy23 from Florida. Hey, Emily, I can orgasm when I masturbate, but I've never been able to orgasm during sex. It's really frustrating. I often fake my O because I feel bad for my partner and they can't get me there. Since my youth, I've been masturbating by humping a pillow and I can't seem to get that same pressure or stimulation on my clit during sex. When my partner even rubs or licks my clit, it doesn't feel like much. It led me to not really care or like having sex because it doesn't feel as good as pressure from the pillow. I'm really frustrated and I wanted to hear your advice about this. Thank you. So yeah, this is Christy23. Mm. So it's interesting, you know, for first of all, like we, we've talked about most women, it's, it's common for women not to be able to orgasm during intercourse. Yes. But just because you haven't yet doesn't mean that it couldn't happen for you. Totally. But she's, you know, 23. She's, you know, mm-hmm. starting she's, out. She's, she's young. There's total hope for her. Total hope. Uh, first of all, I love her honesty. Yeah, and the me detail. too. That's awesome. First thing I would suggest is lay off the pillow. She's become accustomed to that particular stimulation. Stop everything, let your body kind of recalibrate and get used to your man's touch. Okay, so that's number one. Um, The next thing is to understand that most women don't come during intercourse. And so you wanna make some adjustments, whether it be the position that you're in, and in Ride'em Cowgirl, my book, I have a whole chapter on positions where your clitoris will be stimulated. But she should also bring either a sex toy into the picture or use her own hand and fingertips to massage herself the way she likes with the right pressure and at least start having orgasms during intercourse and then she can start to teach her guy. Right. Because guys typically want to please their ladies. They They just kind of don't know how and women aren't speaking up. Right. They're not speaking up and she doesn't know because the pillow's not there but that's a great thing. Ease off of the pillow. Absolutely. Because there are other ways. Totally. And don't give, it might not happen the first night, the first week, the first month. Like you're retraining your body and it doesn't mean you can't end with humping the pill. Like maybe I always say like start out (laughs) and try all these other things. If it doesn't work and you want to orgasm, you go back to the pillow maybe towards the end. Mm -hmm. I think if you just can't give up the pillow, but then our goal is to get, is to wean you away from the pillow. Right. Recalibrate. Recalibrate. Yeah, that's really true. Because otherwise you're leaving your guy out and it's going to stay that way. Yeah, we don't want you faking orgasms. Yeah, give him the opportunity. Yeah, no faking. No faking. No faking. We just don't Because then you're never going to get what you want. No one fake out. Exactly. So this led me to another question I want to talk to you about because I've been getting this just a lot more lately. You know how the the sex questions, they don't change that much, but there's sometimes where they get so many at once, like over the years. Like I feel like in the last year there's been a trend towards more men actually asking about prostate play, for example, mm-hmm. like on their own, just things change. But the one thing I keep getting, and it's from women and from men, is how do I stay focused during sex? How do I get out of my head and into my body? I'm so distracted during sex. And we always know women are thinking of their to-do list and men mm-hmm. are you know, thinking of whatever, maybe the same thing or fantasy. Or, and they can't be present and focused in the moment. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that? Sometimes music can do the trick. Yeah. You know, whatever that kind of music is that really gets you going, that you love, that can help be the thing that you're focusing on. Yeah. Um, another idea would be to put on some erotica or some porn, right? So that it's that it's taking your mind off off of whatever it's on and into something else that's involved in the bedroom. Exactly. Have you ever seen um, Andrew Blake? No. Porn? No, but tell me, I it's want new porn. Oh my Andrew God, I'm Blake. writing this down. Check it out. Okay. I, this is one of my favorite directors. I love this. He tell makes me. really classy, sensual, beautiful, romantic porn. Um, a lot of women on women, which a lot of women like to watch yeah. because it's more sensual, but the production quality and the scenery and it's, he shoots in Paris and all these cool places wow. with really gorgeous women. So I suggest finding some porn that you like to put on on the TV, even if it's just low in the background, okay. it'll be a distraction, but the right kind of distraction. Exactly. Right? So get your mind off the other stuff. And you also have to make, make it a priority that you don't want to sit there have, having sex thinking about the laundry. Right. Tell yourself, I'm going to do some of these things and try these things because I want to be present in the moment. Yes. Thank you, Sadie. Okay, we've got another email. This is Jessica 24 Ohio. Hey, Emily, I love your podcast so much and I'd love some advice. I always have had issues about sex. I'm a survivor of childhood sexual abuse and it has made sex extremely complicated. However, I enjoy having sex with my boyfriend of two years because he's sensitive, doesn't pressure me, and there's never an issue if we need to stop. 
I get into sex after 20 minutes or so, but I really dread it ahead of time. I'd like to become an overall more sexual person. I really want this. Maybe I need help changing my mindset about sex. I don't even know where to start, and I'd appreciate your tips. Hmm. This is Jessica. She's 24. Oh. First of all, it's so articulate, and I'm, you're so self-aware, Jessica, so I love that you're even asking this question at your age and that you're pinpointing right. it. Right, and caring that you want to change. And that's yeah. the first step. Is It's kind of one of those things. It's like if you don't acknowledge that you have a problem with something, you can't fix it. Right. Just like exactly. addicts, you know, until they want help, no one can help them. Exactly. So great first step, the fact that you're thinking about this mm-hmm. and you want to evolve. And so I wouldn't put pressure on yourself. You've come through some hard times. I understand that a lot of us have. So it's really just about um, taking baby steps. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. You're, you are working on it, just thinking about it therapy sometimes is good yeah, you no, know for trauma yeah yeah every human being can use a therapist everybody <laughs> I know? say this all the time and I'm like you guys are not gonna like this answer but I'm gonna tell you go to therapy yeah, because we counselors all need help it does help I've it's, been and it's totally helped yes oh my god it's everything right and I right. feel like it's not even a one and done like but throughout my life I've been in and out of therapy so it's just it's like you go in for you know a checkup right and find doctor. and finding the right one is important it's like finding a good doctor or a good employee or anything like that you have to interview different people right. to find someone that you connect with. Exactly. It's about connection. It's like a relationship. It really is a relationship. It's a very Mm -hmm. intimate relationship. So a lot of people with untreated trauma will continue to see a lot of the impacts of that throughout their lifetime. So that's why it's really good to nip that. But you dread it ahead of time, changing your mindset about sex. I think if she could somehow, I'm thinking for you, Jessica, to kind of link up, because once you say, once you start going, she really enjoys it. But it's that Disc, the, There's some the anxiety. Yeah. So I'm trying to think about how to like, after you have it, to bask in that glow and be thinking about it and really have it get into your body. Like feel like, that. Ah, this feels really good. I know I was nervous ahead of time, but it, remember how you're feeling. Like in the moment, just say, wow, right now my body's tingling. My head feels clear. I feel really connected to my partner. And then maybe when you start to feel that dread come up, which sounds like you're self-aware and you recognize it, you can think, oh, but wait, I felt those. And then kind of channel, tap into that. Tap into those feelings. That's great advice, Emily. Yeah. 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 And, and I've been in that situation where I, I've been headed towards a big show appearance. Yeah. And I was stressed out. Like, oh my God, if I say the wrong thing, or I can't answer a question and I was talking to my you spiritual you still think that too? Uh, sometimes too. yeah <laughs> I'm like shit I do that <laughs> oh no don't ask me about whatever but I can yeah. and and so I was talking to my spiritual advisor once and I was tripping out and he's like Sadie let me ask you something he goes have you ever screwed up that bad and not been able to get through it and I was like well no and he's like have you ever been able to not kind of answer a question at least give some value to the listeners and get through it and I said no I've kind of been okay he's like well why are you tripping out then you've done it you know how to do this so can I get his number (laughs) so when you so for your your listener I would suggest just like you were saying she knows that she gets into it and ultimately enjoys it and to tap into that so as soon as she starts feeling anxiety again stop be headstrong and say, you know what? I'm going to work at not letting myself go down that path. Right. And I'm going to let my mind go down this path. Right. Because our, our minds and brains play tricks on us. Oh, so it's do. really just kind of taking control of your mind right. and not letting it control you. Exactly. Which is a whole life's work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Never stops. You get a little mm-hmm. better at it. You don't go as far down the road. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, that was my voices in the head. That wasn't actually real. So Sadie, I want to finish up with something that I, like I said earlier, you have inspired me to give a bigger, better hand job um, because of your book. Um, (laughs) I like how I affect people (laughs) in so many ways, but this tickle is pickle. Now I feel like there's a lost art of the hand job. And I get it. Like, I used to have this debate with Madness, who's on the show, and he's like, ooh, man would rather have a blowjob if you give him any day. He'd rather have a blowjob over a hand job. I'm like, it's not about that. I'm not saying that you'll never get a blowjob again. I'm saying... You can combine them, but there's right. so much like mess. He's like, well, I got my hand. I can do that. That's his like male mm. perspective of his one-sided view of things. But let's talk about the art sure. of the hand job and why we should bring it back. Well, it's, it it's lost is like you were saying, you know, we do it in high school. A lot of times when you're still a virgin and you're doing everything else, but the deed, you get into hand jobs. But so many people forget to use their hands. And these are the best sex toys we have is, exactly. these, is these two hands and these 10 digits. So when it comes to hand jobs... Men appreciate a really good hand job more than you realize. Right. For one reason, it's because women aren't doing it. So when you <laughs> when you pop out the hand and you actually know what you're doing, they're totally mesmerized. I've even given hand jobs before and had a guy say, "Wow, it's like you it's like you have your own penis. How do you know?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's really cool when you can get that. Because I'm a penis genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's really like if you put yourself in their shoes and think like, so your clitoris is like a mini penis. 
they have all their nerve endings on the head, just like our 8,000 on the tip of our clitoris. And just think like what it feels like when your clitoris is rubbed properly and with confidence. Because you can give a hand job, and if you're not like really doing it with confidence, you're kind of like not squeezing hard mm-hmm. enough. And it's really about like rhythm mm-hmm. and technique. And using lube. Absolutely. Right. A little bit of spit at first, but that might not be enough. Mm-hmm. I, just, um, I just have lube. Yeah. I have vats of lube in my house. So. Vats of lube. <laughs> Suitcases of them. Right. So, so let's talk about it. So the hand job. Just some things that people might not know about different techniques. Okay. Well, first of all, you can use both hands. And a right. lot of women leave that out. And twisting. Twisting. Twisting is so important. And it's not, you know, all the sensation for him is at the head. Doesn't mean you want to stay at the top the whole time, but you definitely want to focus like on the top third of his penis, especially when you're trying to make him climax at the end. Right. You kind of do the go over the head Mm -hmm. thing too. Up and down. But you want to make sure that you want to make it like it's foreplay and have a variety of sensations. So you want to make sure you're touching his balls and playing with those gently, like two gentle little eggs that Mm -hmm. you're rolling around in your hands. Use your other hand to do other things and mix it up. So... Don't go straight for the gusto like you're trying to make him come right away. Right. Which is, you know, a certain speed, a certain rhythm and consistency. Before you get to that point, have fun. Take it slow. Tease him. Do all the things to him that you wish he was doing to you. Exactly. Do on to others. As you would do on to... Genitalia, as you would like done on to your genitalia. And don't be shy. It's in the Bible. Men can can take it. They're actually a lot, lot firmer and rougher than we might think. Right. So you can communicate to find out, but you can like squeeze harder Go faster and ask him, does that feel good? Do you want me to stay up here? Where? And then he'll be so happy you asked. Right. And then you'll be so thrilled that you actually know how to please him even better, and then sex will be better all around. It's so true. Yes. I just got so excited. I want to go find a penis right now. That's how excited <laughs> I am to do that. That is such great tips. And I, this is a lot in Tickle's Pickle, Dr. Sadie Ellison's book, and um, all your books, ticklekitty.com. Thank you. And this Emily, so can I say to you, Yes, I am so proud of you. I've known you for 12, 14 years. Mm -hmm. We go way back in San Francisco when we were just little pups. And (laughs) I have seen you blossom and bloom and stay in the game and grow and evolve. And I've just been watching the whole way. And I just think it's so awesome. Mm, Thank you, Sadie. You're welcome. Keep going, girl. You're doing doing a great service to everybody out there with this podcast. Thank you, honey. Well, thank you for being here and for supporting me along the way. You've always been there. I called you. I was like, I'm going to call the Tickle's Pickle woman. (laughs) Girl. And I will always be there for you. Thanks. Same, same. I love you, sweetie. I'm so glad you're doing your kicking ass still. And Thank you for being here. I thank love you. It. It Appreciate it. So fun. Always okay. fun. So fun. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening and thanks for listening to the show. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for reviewing the show. We love when you subscribe. We love when you review on iTunes. I do read them and it helps the show. And thank you to my amazing team, Ken, Jamie, our volunteers, Shannon and Jenny, producer, Lark and Michael. Thanks everyone for listening. Was it good for you? Text Ask Emily to 797979. I love when I run into listeners of the podcast in the real world. You always ask me great sex questions and lately you always ask me, is the womanizer really that good? Which doesn't surprise me because womanizer is still the top search term on sexwithemily.com. The good news is I could talk about it all day. I call it the clit whisper because it seems to know exactly what I want and I didn't think they could top the womanizer to go. That's the one that's shaped like a lipstick. But guess what? They did. The latest womanizer is called the Starlet, and it is so cute. It's got all the power of the original, but it's super tiny, and it literally fits in the palm of your hand. The womanizer uses patented pleasure air technology to indirectly stimulate your clitoris with gentle suction and air pressure. It just feels so good. It is so effective that some women have an orgasm in 60 seconds, you know, if you're into that sort of thing. And if you haven't tried a womanizer, this is the time. There are a bunch of different models, but trust me, all of them are the sure thing. To order your Womanizer Starlet, click on the Womanizer banner on my site or find it at goodvibes.com slash Emily.